Welcome everybody to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one, the only Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Let women vote. Hey, I have a question for you. If I was an element, what element would I be? Bullshit. I'm kidding. No. Um, hey, I remember, I remember science <laughs> class. That ain't that wasn't on that little pyramid or whatever the fuck. So no, you would be. You would be. You would pyramid. You mean the periodic table? The table. whatever that thing is. Yeah, it wasn't on that table. The table was always no, shaped would, funny. Why was the table shaped that way? It had one side going was, up, the other side going up. <laughs> so it had two sides going up. Sounds pretty symmetrical to me. But wasn't one side higher than the other? Hold on, let's pull it up has the something to, table. It, it has it has something to do with the number of like uh, valent and covalent something or other. I don't remember. Uh, but you, oh, you know, what element you'd be bullshit. What you'd you'd be boron. Boron. Yeah, just because it sounds boring. Because it sounds boring. You know what? You'd be sulfur because you stank. <laughs> <laughs> we watched elemental y'all we're, we're fucking around right now though uh so yeah i'm looking at it right now what's this you know what you know you'd be salt you'd be salt salt is a salt is a accumulation of yeah so you'd elements. be the what is it the nacl or whatever the hell it is yeah yeah yeah, NACL. yeah. damn i haven't looked at this stuff in a minute dude I'm looking at all this. What MGSCLA? I left all this shit behind. I didn't even look back in my rearview mirror. Damn. Uh, the, uh, yeah. So the periodic table is shaped like that because it mimics the feeling of the subshells with electrons. Nerd. Okay. Um. He said, "Okay. See, this is why <laughs> your ass is boron. That's why your ass. Why is that? No, you're not boron. What am I not?" You're not a noble gas, I know that. Well, hey, I'm a, then I'm a, I'm a, I'm a covalent. I'm a, you know what? I'm a, I'm a metalloid. There you go. <laughs> you, you just look at you searching. You searching. Yeah, your, I'm over here. I'm over here looking at. <laughs> you searching your vocabulary. You about to say I'm a covalent bond. That's what I was about to say. I know. Before you quickly understand that that's not an element. Let- What's this? What's this? Lanth- lanthanide. What's a lanthanide? That just sounds sexy. What is that? What's a lanthanide? How does that sound sexy? Lanthanide. That like a you think lanthanide sounds? Nah. See. No, it sounds like that's something that kills somebody. Death by lanthanide. Actinide sounds like a disease. Lanthanide doesn't sound like a disease here. It don't you sound know sexy. What, you know either. what's happening? Fucking science majors are listening to this shit and they're like, they're freaking out right now. They probably got into an accident if they're driving. You know? <laughs> like these idiots. Uh, yeah, no. So we watched Elemental, uh, the latest of the Disney Pixar sort of offerings. This is another one that we got a chance to see in the theater. I took my kiddos, uh, TJ. You saw by yourself, or were you with somebody? Uh, yeah, I went by myself, and I'll say this: like, so the good thing about being off for the summer is that, like, I can get the cheaper movie tickets by going to the first showing of the day, right? Could you go to the that thing? A- you fuck around the AMC? I go to AMC at like ten, ten sometimes noon, depending on like how long the movie's been out when the first showing actually is so am capital amc capital am <laughs> and tell me tell me why they give me a look when i walk in the, so like let's say the movie starts at like 10 45 right i know 
I know that I'm still going to be early. I still get there like 10, 15, you know, so mm-hmm. I can go to the bathroom, get my seat, get all situated. And I don't feel like I'm rushing. Plus, like, hey, this is a this is a hot take. I appreciate when those like pre-movie uh, like shows come on and they'll show you like a behind the scenes for a thing that you're not going to see anywhere else. I know it's like two minutes, but I kind of enjoy those. Yeah. But t- tell me why motherfuckers always look at me crazy when I think about the future. Like I think about the amount of time it's going to elapse while I'm in the theater. So I'll go in there and 10 o'clock, 10, 15 in the morning, I'll be like, yeah, can I have a medium Coke? I'm also going to buy some candy and something else right and they're like you buying candy at 10 15 in the morning i'm like yeah i am so that way mm. when the movie starts at 10 45 and it's 11 30 i have something to, you know what i mean yeah you gotta have something to munch on you know what i mean and and it's not it's not like they're serving goddamn pancakes you know yeah you gotta have something you know what my theater does tj what my theater has the thing where you there's no concession stand and there's also oh, you order no, it in the theater. Yeah, but they also did a way. Well, Alamo still operates this way, but I'm talking about the theater we go to, uh, Evo, mm-hmm. and you order on your phone. You scan the little QR mm. code on your little table in front of you, uh, and you kind of order on your phone. Which, like, I like that because I love Alamo Draft House. Don't get me wrong, because you know Alamo was kind of the as far as I know the original like hey come in here and yeah. eat a last meal and watch a movie and drink a beer and, and stuff like that but i never liked seeing all the i don't know like the people walking around and you know all that kind of stuff like the phone just seems a lot more uh convenient um to me so yeah that's how that's how we did it so we would get there and when i take my kids to the movies it's like we went we went at uh lunchtime so there, I was like, y'all are eating lunch here. You know what I mean? So I was mm-hmm. like, we're getting some popcorn, of course, because we're at the movie theater. We're going to get a little bag of candy. We're going to get a bag of Twizzlers. We're going to split that because fuck Red Vines. We're going to get all this stuff, and I get them a little shake and everything. But I said, y'all also got to order like some actual food and eat it. You know what I mean? So uh, right. my daughter got chicken strips, and my boy got a got a cheeseburger, and we did we did that whole thing. Here's a uh, question for you. What? With with it with people having their phone out and ordering, does that mean people are bringing up their phone, or is it like Alamo yeah. Draft House where like after the first thirty minutes everyone's kind of locked in, they got their stuff? So I've seen a whole bunch of movies in that theater with this new way because it used to be you press a button, you'd press a button and that blue light would light up and then someone would come and then you talk to them and all that kind of shit. So with this new way with the phone, we've seen a handful of movies with that, and I gotta say it's really not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really, it's not really distracting. It is that kind of theater where the seats are like big old recliners, you know? So the theater doesn't mm-hmm. hold that many people. Um, And they, you know, you can recline back and forward. And they do this whole thing at the beginning where they're like, hey, you can order with your phone, but please don't text, don't swipe, don't do any of that kind of stuff uh, on your phone. Just use it just to order. And it's a super quick uh, thing, so... I don't know. I haven't really noticed an issue with it so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I miss those kind of theaters. We don't have that kind of theater up here where we can order. I mean, so there was this survey that went out from the cultural district here because the cultural district in Pittsburgh, I'm going to put them on blast and they're going to find me and that's totally fine. Cultural district here is kind of like a big real estate company. 
uh-huh. uh, so they just they own like the theaters and they like rent out to these companies and stuff like that. And so they're talking about turning an old they're talking about buying like an old Bally's Fitness and turning it into a movie theater downtown because there's no movie theater right downtown in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and they sent out a survey being like, "Oh, what what would you like? What amenities would you like? You know, how would you feel about an arcade? How would you feel about like full service meals?" And I was like, "Okay." Y'all chasing the Alamo Draft House, mm-hmm. um, that Star Cinema and Grill, uh, which I kind of miss because the thing about that is it actually can be a it can be a really efficient date night, right? So where you're not having to like rush and be like, okay, we got to get dinner, we got to be done by this time so we can get to the movie, or let's grab dinner. At, no, the mm-hmm. fact that it's all in one is really great. Sometimes it's the all food different. Is it's all different because each Alamo is paired with like a different. Uh, little bar or different little restaurant and stuff yeah so i, I miss that kind of i miss that kind of rundown but like but you know as i was saying me going early in the morning to see movies because i'll go on like a tuesday when i ain't got shit to do right there's a problem with that especially when i'm sitting up here in these kids movies <laughs> by myself <laughs> were you the only one in the theater so i was for a while um and when i went in i sent you remember i sent you a video since this was the first showing of the day those motherfuckers hadn't turned on the house lights all that was on was like the little emergency lights for the for the stairs so i walk in and i'm all like it's dark as shit it's quiet like the projector wasn't even on so there wasn't even that like ambient glow from like the you know nothing like that and I sat there for like a good seven minutes, seven to ten minutes, mm-hmm. being like, "This is," and I was alone. And then out of nowhere, like they start that shit, I jump <laughs> a little yeah. bit, and then like five, <laughs> five, five more people came into you the theater. Would. But there was there was another grown ass man who came and sat like on the same row as me. So I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, we're 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 in this together." Yeah, you know, there was a little so, boy behind me though. I'm gonna say this, little boy behind me. I know you're not gonna listen to this. Um, shut the hell up. <laughs> I knew something like that was coming. I knew something like that was coming. Shut the every uh first preview plays. He's uh-huh. fine. Second preview plays. How many are there? Third preview uh... plays. Another one? Fourth one. Another one? And then of course, like we have been we have gotten out of practice of watching Pixar movies in the movie theater. Right and Pixar movies always have a short before, before them. They always have, they always will. Right, mm-hmm. and so because this is the first Pixar movie I've seen in the movie theater in a while, I was like, oh yeah, there's a short, and there's a short that's uh, Carl from Up. Right, Carl. It and sucked. I it didn't suck. Oh, it, it was sucked. cute. Keep going. It sucked. Keep but the whole time the the little boy, <laughs> it didn't suck. The whole time the little boy, the little boy behind me, he was like, mom. What is this? Did we go to the wrong movie? She was like, no. We're in the wrong movie. No, we're not. Mom, you're wrong. We're in the wrong movie. She's like, be quiet. Why? You took me to the wrong movie. I was like, I swear on everything. I was about to be like, little boy, it's a short. It'll be over in a minute. Be quiet. Some little Yankee kids, you know what I mean? They're like, hey. (laughs) They smelled in the air. Something's afoot. You know, something's askew. Yeah, so... So there was, but next to you, you said there was another grown man like by himself. Yeah. 
so next to us was like a a couple they looked about my age um and at the end of that short they're both fucking crying see because it didn't suck it was millennial bait no dude it sucked it here, here here's why it sucked it was sweet and i don't want to spoil it for people who ain't seen it yet but it was like they knew what they were doing it was exploitive i felt it was like come on man and then you're and then you're gonna be like what part of anything associated with up uh, what part of anything associated with up doesn't feel exploitative i mean let's be honest no absolutely it does but like my kids didn't get anything out of that shit you know, clearly the kid behind you got nothing out of that shit. That was that was millennial bait if I've ever seen it in my life. And I'm going to tell you, and I've told you this before privately, but I'm going <laughs> to say it publicly. One of the best theater moments was when someone at, at the back of Up, right, at the end of that monologue, they said, oh, my fucking God. And they're just uh, Oh, out of the montage. Yeah, out of the montage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, and they're like, let's let's make something to remind those people how sad this shit was, you know, and stuff like that. I, I don't know. And also like, it wasn't, it wasn't exciting. I'm trying to think of the most recent Pixar shorts I've seen. What's that one with them two volcanoes fucking around? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. stuff's cool and it's sweet and it's charming, but it's also like, okay, that paper man, you know what I mean? With a little paper flying yeah. around and this one, Bow, just felt, yeah, this out, one just felt out like. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I personally didn't like it. And I looked at both of my kids after, and they had this look on their face like, what the the fuck was that? (laughs) Like, honestly, bro, like, who is he talking to? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? But I don't think my kids have Have you shown your kids up? I don't think they've seen up. So maybe there's that. But it's like, I don't like the ones that, like, are epilogues of, like, other movies. I like the Pixar shorts that are their own self-contained things. I guess. I don't know. Like, I... I feel like Up is one of those movies that hits at a different time. Like, you're going to show your kids Up when they're, like, 13, and that's going to mean something to them. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But I also think it's sort of indicative of not so much an issue that I have with this movie that we're talking about, Elemental. But, kind of, but it's the Pixar issue that we brought up before. Who, yeah, who's, who's it's like, it. but it's like Pixar. Just make the shit. You know what I mean? Just make the movie. This movie obviously has. I don't know what you mean. Well, this, this okay. So Elemental specifically has yeah. uh, immigrant right themes and stuff like that, which we'll we'll talk about. But it's like Pixar. Just just make the movie about the immigrant experience. You know what I mean? Like I would love to see a Pixar drama, you know, I'd love to see like a, like a Pixar movie that is based in some sort of reality, kind of like up was, I mean, I I have some theories about why they do what they do. Um, but I mean, like in the same way that like they made the movie, they made soul and they got dragged for it. I mean, I'm they made saying, they made Turning Red. We'll see. Turn, they they got turn, and, for and Turning Red's another one. And Turning Red, actually, I was talking to a parent friend of mine. And I'm not going to necessarily... I'm not going to name this person, obviously. But they were like, you know, I thought I was taking my kid to a movie about someone who turns into a panda. And I left tr- needing to explain, like... Periods. You know, yeah. 
And it's like, part of that is like, well, you should know Pixar by now. You know they're going to have something else going into it. But also, like, it's not the first parent friend that I've talked to that they sort of express those same sort of qualms. But how do you advertise that? Right, you like can. how do you? You can't, and you that's can. what I mean. It's like it's like Pixar is just kind of kind of doing something. That's why I think Pixar has been pretty overt with their films, where it's like, yeah, it's going to be this, but it's also going to be that, and they've been yeah. doing that enough now to where I think parents should like research a little bit before they go take their kids to this movie. You know what I mean? Because Finding Dory is about living with a disability. That's what that movie's about. I thought it was about fish, but okay. But I just honestly think as a parent, it's your job to be like, hey, this movie has, you know what I mean? Like another layer. Yeah. It's Pixar. Even if what, you know Onward? Because Onward, Onward's Pixar, right? Was Onward Pixar or was Onward? I can't remember. But I, I can't remember either. But Onward was a movie that we're all like, okay, this is a fun little like, fantasy no it's about like grieving your dad father my dude like well yeah and people can go back and listen to our onward episode and and you know that obviously i think those stories impact different people based on because like yeah yeah you know and and it's one of those things where you look at something like pixar's early days and it was all about anthropomorphizing or giving human characteristics to things that don't have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that running joke of like, what if toys had feelings? What if fish had feelings? What if cars had feelings? And then inside out, what if feelings had feelings, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And now it is, it's, they sort of broken that mold and they're like, what's, how can we inject this symbolism behind these kind of i guess uh hyper visual because this movie's beautiful i'm just gonna put that out on, out on out on front street there yeah this movie's beautiful and it's this weird sci-fi-esque world that like i mean we'll get into it but anyways it's all these different things and but at the center of it at the heart of it is this immigrant story um and all the trappings that go with that, right? Yeah. Like the, you know, those traumas and those um, familial ties and, and duties that you think you need to uphold. Um, and yeah, I just think with Pixar nowadays, if you were going to these movies and you're walking out feeling like you got bamboozled, hoodwinked, whatever. That's on you. That's on you. Yeah. It's like, you need to understand. It's been since Wally. It has been since Wally, but I will say this, and I stand behind it. When I say Pixar, just make the movie. You know, I'm not saying that to disparage what they're going for right now, but I would love, I would love a Pixar animated style movie that is like Schindler's List levels of drama. You know what I they're mean? Not like, gonna do that. They're not going to do that. I know they won't. I know. I know they. But I like. I would. I would like that. I'm not saying they need to look cartoony and you know what I mean? Like, 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 well, uh, I guess, I guess my question is, I think that, okay. So in the same way that comedy can, can like shoulder the burden of talking about really heavy topics. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like what they try to do with is have the animation and like the, 
vessel that is carrying the story shoulder that same thing, right? Like, they could have been like, let's have a story about the the way that humans are destroying the planet, right? Which is Wally, right? Uh, And like, look look at how humans are like making everything automatic to the point where we're all just going to be these big lard vessels that are shuttled around in tubes, right? They could have been like, yeah, and we could have seen that movie from a human's perspective, but I don't think we would have heard the message. You know what I mean? There's something about this robot who's completely innocent of it all, and then we see all these things happen. With Up, like, I think Up is the closest you're going to get to that. Because Up it was just an emotional... T- and then, okay, and then we look at Brave. Brave was like the tensions between a mother and her daughter, and expectations uh inside out obviously we know inside out but inside out was really about the emotional turmoil that comes with growing up it's like what what would a what would a brave look like without mama getting turned into a bear what would yeah what would elemental look like if they weren't elements but they were actual people because like i feel like if you take away this fantastical element to it you got a good like you got a good fucking movie on your hands. So I'm going to I'm going to save this for the second half, but I think like I've spent time thinking about why didn't they just pick one culture or one thing to to do here, mm-hmm. but like but like I'm also thinking about like the good dinosaur, the good Did you see the good dinosaur? Have you Fuck, seen the good dinosaur? No, hell no. Here's the thing. That movie hits harder than everyone thinks it does. It's actually a it's I think you would love it. It's structured like a western and it's actually about found family. It's directed by I think I think the same cat who directed uh, Elemental directed Good Dinosaur actually. Uh, yes. Uh, and but yeah, it's 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 um, it's structured like a classic western, and it's great. Um, but then we think about Coco, right? Do you think that the fantastical elements of that, because it was cultural, well, it was culturally specific, so I felt like that enhanced the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think there are definitely movies where without that element it wouldn't be as impactful coco is one of them um seeing that seeing that skeleton yeah disappear he's like the well, last person forgot who i was broke well, me yeah one well, also like culturally you know with that stuff sort of tied to the ephemeral and the metaphysical actually seeing that represented actually seeing that depicted kind of elevated that whole you know, the themes and everything that that movie was trying to put down. But I think something like when, when you look at something like elemental and you look at, uh, uh, well, I guess up is a little bit different. I'm man, I'm drawing a blank on, on some other Pixar movies that are about very like human issues based in a very clear and distinct reality. I'm just, I, I think I'm not going to be surprised. And this might be a big bet, TJ. This might be a big swing, but I won't be surprised if in 10 years, 15 years, Pixar gives us like this dramatic, like, in, like impeccably animated, like beautiful, sweeping, epic fucking movie that is for, that is pg-13 and that is for like older people i think that we are edging towards that i think a sign of that was Lightyear. 
I think Lightyear yeah. was like, what can we get away with as far as adult themes? Because realistically, the idea of a person becoming so obsessed with something that they lose, like seeing his friend get older and then finding the message that she's died, that was fucking yeah. rough. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, and it's like, I feel sometimes that in cases like that, the overall feel is limited by the audience that they have to cater to. You know mm. what I mean? And it's like if if they kind of loosen the the boundaries on that a little bit, shit, man. Because they they're we we've said it before, and we'll say it again. They're master storytellers. You know what I mean? They know what the fuck they're doing. Clearly, not all of them are great, but I can't they're all good. One. Yeah, I can't think except of one except for that's Cars bad. Two. Cars Two is terrible. Well, I haven't seen Cars Two. All the ones that I've seen, <laughs> all the ones that I've seen, I've walked out and been like. Yeah, that wasn't as good as such and such, but that wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Things like that. Well, okay. I'm thinking about... Uh, I'm, oh God, what is it? What, what you what, thinking uh, about? Tell me what you think about. Sto- Toy Story 3. Yeah. Right? Toy Story 3 was deeply about letting go of childhood. Deep and like letting things literally die. I thought it was about toys, but okay. See, listen. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you but mean, then, man. But then we got to Toy Story 4. And remember, both of you and I were like, who is this for? This feels yeah. superfluous. But then Toy yeah, Story yeah, 4, yeah. the end of Toy Story 4 was about like, okay, cool. You've let go of your childhood. Sometimes you also have to let go of those childhood friendships. Like, you yeah. can outgrow people. Well, yeah. And I feel, too, Toy Story 4 was one of those rare, like... Because Toy Story 4 had Godfather Part 3 written all over for my ass. All over. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't need this shit. But watching it, it was like, there were some stuff that they didn't hit uh, uh, in the in the first three. And I loved the antique fucking doll. Um, I loved all yeah. that stuff. I thought it was great. So yeah, no, I agree with you. that. Um, and Toy Story 3, going back to that, that moment where... Uh, they're all holding hands and going down Ooh. and they're just accepting their fate. See, and that reaction, that reaction that you just had right there, Pixar knew that shit. You know what I mean? And they're like, let's make more movies that do this shit. You know? Uh, and same thing with Up. Same thing with Wally and all that kind of stuff. I do think, because you mentioned Wally earlier, Wally was sort of their testing the waters of like, can we make these kind of, I guess elevated is the right word, right? These sort of like elevated stories. Uh, depicting these things that aren't going to be immediately accessible to younger audiences. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking about Luca too. I mean, you, you and I had I a huge Luca. discussion, but you and I had a huge discussion about like the levels in which it hit Luca. Like, I still go back to the fact that my mom, who is not a member of the LGBTQIA community at all, was all like, "Was this movie about coming out?" Because I saw those two women who got unveiled as monsters who had been living together in the town. You know, like she's yeah. even finding those things right where to a kid they're just like oh cool this is about mom you know like i i think that there is when we look at the definition of family movie i think the reason that we keep coming back to pixar is because we know that on some and on some level in some way they're working on multiple levels right right and i think the the reason that soul got so much pushback is because at some point in time in the story, they were souls a very adult story. But then the, the things that didn't work were like, okay, we have to have the silly cat. We have to have the thing 
that like can get the kids going ah, while the parents are sitting there contemplating like these right. existential nihilistic sort of views on on the world um so i i you know we keep having the conversation of like who is the who are these pixar movies for i think that they're trying to have that conversation too and figure that out but i don't think that I, I don't think that Disney will ever allow them to completely abandon like children because they're also trying to sell merch. Yeah. You I know? don't know. We'll see. Time will tell on that one. And when time they will. do, when they do, I'm going to, man, if we're not living in the same town by then, I'm going to call your ass every day. Be like, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Why would you do that? Huh? Why would you do that? Because I'd probably be bored. I'd probably be old as shit by that time. Yeah, you you bore on. That's right. You, see, now you're... Stop being salt. Stop being... In a, get, get that NACL shit out of here. Stop being knackle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop being sulfur, you stank booty. <laughs> you're rude you're to me. You're fucking around. You're rude to me. Uh, dude, you're the one who called me bore on. You didn't even come with anything cool. You know what I mean? I'm still like... <laughs> I let that kind of bounce off me, but now that you bring it up twice, it's sinking in a little bit. Be Teflon. How huh? about that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, bitch! You know, I'm funny. I don't care you what know, no one's saying. You know what I thought? You know what I thought was gold was this friendship, and clearly it ain't nothing but goddamn. Hold on, let me consult my, my table. Fucking- let me consult. My table. <laughs> <laughs> Look and see. <laughs> so why why would our friendship be a soft metal? Why would our friendship be a soft metal? Go, man, see. Is this friendship turning to sulfur because it stinks? Yeah, thank you. Oh. There you go. go I was going back okay. to sulfur. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey guys. Hi. For trivia. I am. I so mean, that we'll way, see. Over here can, we'll see. You know. Okay. beat. Oh, listeners, I wish you could see. That was a whole trio of dancing. Right I'm mad how Jordan hasn't figured out the choreography yet. I just closed my or... eyes and moved, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack? That was, you've called me Jack before. That was like the hardest K. Jack? <laughs> Isn't that all dancing is? You just close your eyes and move? That's the widest thing you've ever no, said. No. That's the widest thing you have ever said. That is not how it works. Oh, All Kim. Right. Kim, real quick, yes. real quick. So we went to a wedding recently. Ooh. And I told wedding. And I and you know, um, I was the only I was the only uh black person there. And I told Jordan and he said, You're J R R token. <laughs> and he and he typed it. He's like one ring to rule them all, and I responded, "One dance to bind them." <laughs> yeah. And tell me why yeah. the DJ played the wobble and the Cupid Ooh. shuffle, wobble baby, wobble baby. And tell me why I had to resist acting a damn fool. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, nah, for weddings, uh, there is no resisting on my part it was the, hot it was human outside it was too much i am on that dance floor i swear the last wedding we went to we're driving there jordan's like we're not we're not gonna stay we're not gonna shut down the dance floor 
guess who shut down the dance floor? We always shut down the dance floor. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I need need to stop lying. And also, we went to one wedding where we stayed so long that the playlist started over again. Oh, yeah. But it was was nothing good. And so when I went to get the car, I I rolled all the windows down and... I was blasting the best song to dance to in the world, which is Body by Megan Thee Stallion. And you are I'm petty just, as hell to do that. I'm just <laughs> petty as hell. Let that, listen. Petty as hell. Like, your music sucks. Mm. It ain't, no, hold on. No, I didn't have a vibe of like, your music sucks. I had a vibe of we're keeping this shit going. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? had a vibe of this this is where the party's at see that's what i'm saying it's it's kim's part where she's like oh no we made the decision that your party is lackluster so here's the shine nobody's saying nobody saying nothing's lackluster I mean, Kim, I, let's do this trivia before no, we get your that, ass in my, trouble. My, i mean was um when it comes to the dance floor i myself am always the or at least part of the shine uh, because there's dazzle dazzle on the dance floor anyway are you guys ready to dazzle for trivia Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll see okay uh classic trivia here we go for 500 points jordan Mm -hmm. carl's date which according to him uh was not super fun to watch uh also listeners i did not go see this movie according to me or according to carl According, According to, you. to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carl's Date is a short played before this movie. Uh, this is the first film in how many years, first Pixar film, that Pixar has played a short before the feature film. So how many years ago did they last do this? Did you say that earlier, TJ? We were talking well, about it. Oh, but I know the answer. Ha ha. A, three years. B, five years. Or C, seven years. Sure, shit ain't seven. Um, <laughs> where is it hmm. carry the one uh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, B5 it is 5 it hasn't been since Incredibles 2 B5 also my favorite snack at the vending machine at work what's the snack it's the, the hot and spicy pork rinds Oh, that, that stuff makes like your breath smell bad. Indigestion. TJ. What's the snack? <laughs> Goddamn, like, like a damn episode of Law and Order over here. <laughs> What's the snack? <laughs> TJ, not snacks, but a massive amount of computing power. Pixar had to upgrade and buy more computers to make this movie. How many cores housed in three whole rooms across Pixar's campus were needed for this? Come on, Susie. Come on, Bob. Get it together. Lactonide or whatever the fuck that shit is. Come on, baby. This is the, this is the unfair on, shit. Come on, let's go. I, Listen. I, I, I haven't finished my question yet. Okay, how many cores and how many rooms on campus? Mm-hmm. No, how many cores housed in three whole rooms across Pixar's campus were needed for the film and for perspective? 
Finding Nemo, which was 20 years ago, y'all, had 923 cores. Is it A, 107,000, B, 151,000, or C, 211,000? Let him, let, him okay. let him get his scratch paper real quick. <laughs> hold, up, hold 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 up. Blue book? All right. <laughs> Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> First off, can I can we point out the fact that you have decided that as a bit to make it uh, funny, you just shove your face closer to the mic. Second off, is- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm so I know that they used AI for the flame animation. Oh, that's fun. So, because of the computing power of that and the number of flame people that there were, I'm going to say You are uh, interrupting his answer. What? Uh, I said C. Oh, it was it B. B? God damn it. 151,000. Yeah, yeah. That's wild to me like aren't you know it's wild to me that jordan had a question that if he just watched the movies he would know but i got a question that i gotta figure out what ibm and intel been doing on the side <laughs> fucking with mac you don't know, you don't know? No. no let's go keep All going right, well after that how many cores for the everyday w points opportunity round and our category is the periodic table of elements. Oh, Close that shit, Jordan. Yeah, Close. yeah. If y'all have this open, no cheating. It's and closed. And I'm going to keep my hands right here. It's closed. I feel my, like these questions right are pretty basic because I don't remember a whole lot from chemistry. <clears throat> okay. Okay, now that my yawn has passed. Um, I was about to say big yawn. Big yawn. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, would you like to take this opportunity every day to double said points? I mean, yes. Okay. You don't have to show us your hands. I trust you. Yeah, you could also still just have the tabs up and use your eyeballs. So. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have it up right now, though. I close it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's closed up. All right. Oh my god. Okay. Jordan. Yes. How many elements are on the periodic table of elements? 75. A. Okay. 102. B. 110. <laughs> See, we should do 75. Hold on. What'd you say? 100 and what? 100 and what? 100 and what? 102, 110, or 118. See, there's a lot of those fucking things on there. I just looked at it not too long ago. 100, 100 and. There is somewhere between 102 and 118. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm going to say. Trying to visualize. Was that his, I was that his thinking face or his thumb face? face? Which one was it? It's my thinking face. Because let me, let me, let me, let me. I have a tail so to So there was um, Miss Ringling, my kindergarten teacher. Uh, it was uh, the first time I counted to 100, and she had a little laminated sheet 
on the wall. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and I'm, uh-huh. I just, I always think to that oh, grid. 10 by 10. Yeah, I just think that 10 by 10. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if I take 10 by 10 and break it up in that weird ass shape that the periodic table is in. And then add more squares because it's still not. <laughs> well, I understand. I, but how many squares do I need to add, TJ? That's what I'm trying to figure out, you salty bitch. All right. <laughs> Let me work this shit out. Every letter Let me in there. Work this oh, shit no. out. But he talked about me grabbing my 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 scratch paper. He up here beautiful mining it up. I this. am. Hold on. Let me let me let me go hunting my way through this shit. Um. It, uh, ah. Fuck. Uh. One hundred eighteen. One hundred eighteen. One hundred eighteen. It is one hundred eighteen. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and give me some bullshit question about how much do they all weigh. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that would have been a fun one. Um, no. But, uh, TJ, would you like to take this? Um, I might as well. Let's swing for the fences. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I need something. What year did I Russian swear to God. Chemist? Did Russia? Did Russia? Did, did Russian chemist Dmitry Mendeleev Create the framework that would become the modern periodic table. Y'all hear this, right? Y'all hear this. Jordan, how many years has it been since the last Pixar short? TJ, how many computers did they use? (laughs) Jordan, how many elements are there? TJ, what year did a Russian scientist create? (laughs) Create the framework. Is it A, 1869? (laughs) Nice. B, 1902 or C 1910 Oh my god uh, the framework so it wasn't complete I'm going to say 18 I'm going to say A 1869 <laughs> nice yeah yeah Okay okay I was about to be like is she is she laughing at my <laughs> no stress? every time something's in 69 we go through this whole rigmarole it's a merry-go-round, you know. I turn into a 12-year-old boy. Who's ready for all the Mavis? Your category tonight, my fine gentleman, is money, 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 money. Money. Wagers, sirs. Uh, go all in. Okay. How much do I have? You got, oh, you got, yeah. you got a lot. Jordan, Jordan's at fifteen hundred and TJ's at one thousand. I'm gonna wager five hundred. Mm. You scared? Okay, okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> now this is the first Pixar movie to open in theater since the pandemic. So what? Has it raked in at the box office worldwide so far, according to Box Office Mojo? <laughs> uh, box Office Mojo, uh, as of I think yesterday, so the day before recording. Okay. 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 Are we ready? Send in three, two, one. 
Jordan says 75 million. TJ says 192 million. And the answer is $187,998,230. See, I know because I know that their budget was $200 million and they haven't made their money back yet. Mm. True. True. So that means. So does that mean we deduct Jordan's wager? Was yeah. That how- yep. That's why I only wagered five hundred. We talk Wait, about no, box office this was, shit. This was one where someone was gonna win it, so Jordan gets two hundred. He gets a quarter of his wager, right? No, that That's was for that was for the episode. back and forth. That oh, was, for that the, was the back and forth. Yeah, no, I because, lose okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Where am I? I'm typing in the wrong boxes. And. Our round total is TJ at 2,000, Jordan at 1,000, and our season four standings are <coughs> Jord at 21,117 and TJ at 22,267 for a point difference of 1,150. <laughs> <laughs> That's still only one round, so... Yeah, you know, if, right. I, if I keep getting questions about, like, when did the first rocket ship ever be conceived by humans, <laughs> you know... <laughs> hey, you know, maybe... Well, no, I didn't use that question for Lightyear. If we do a rocket movie... Perchance Apollo 13, if we are following... Why are you gonna, why are you gonna the... pick one of the most heart-wrenching and stressful space missions? Um, Because I only watched that movie once when it came out so i don't really remember it being super strong. oh that's how i know you're not a houstonian oh yeah yeah no oh I'm no she's for not sure not proud because like you know what i got a buffalo bills coaster today at a store go oh, bills oh yeah. well you, you've never sounded more like a soccer mom until now <laughs> so like I'm i don't know maybe you. maybe little kim will be into soccer who knows? Yeah, I'll have to be a soccer mom. So, on that note, you know, support your kids' dreams. Isn't that like the theme of the movie? Didn't we just like accidentally come full circle? It's kind yeah. of the theme. Yeah, did. Yeah. Look at us. Did. Look Can at we kids let, be their own person? Let's get fully drunk because <laughs> I'm gonna grab a drink. We're gonna grab okay. a drink. this motherfucker just um, said, "Okay, well, unless you're driving." Well, Unless you're I'm going to go play some Zelda. Play me out. Yeah, let's go get our drinks. Let's do that. That was a thumbs up. You ain't going to say nothing to the people. Oh, well, you said it fine. Okay, yeah. Unless you are chasing an element... <laughs> I thought you were gonna say chasing waterfalls. I really did. Oh, I should have said that. God, see, why don't you say it then? Why don't you do the thing? You have you clearly got it better tonight, Mister Trivia Winner. Way to shirk your responsibility. So hey, we'll let's yeah. See you later, <laughs> salty fucker. Go press it. Press that button. And we're back, Jordan. How was your trip to the fridge? It was good. I got something today that is, uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of themed with what we're talking about for the movie. So we have um, fire, water, earth, and air being our 
uh, main elements here. So I have two things this evening, actually, buddy old pal. I have a shot of fireball whiskey. Gross. Continue. And I have to wash it down a nice cold Rocky Mountain water, otherwise known as a Coors Light. So I got I got both elements with me today. Although I guess I could have just gotten a fucking regular ass water. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's not what we're doing tonight. So yeah, that's that's what I have. Uh, and hey, I'm going to take this fireball whiskey now. Actually, no, I'm going to wait. What do you have? Because I'm going to wait to toast and cheers with you. I have um, <clears throat> a Smirnoff ice neon lemonade peach flavor. Gotta get dip back in the well. Mm. Gotta go back to the well. Mm. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. cheers to you, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Cheers. I'm going to be obnoxious. Hold on. <sighs> Working on my Foley art. You know, my Foley. Working on something that ain't art. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Elemental. 2023. Latest Pixar offering uh, came out uh, uh, Father's Day weekend, June sixteenth. Uh, you saw it what the following Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Um, it features a cast of Leah Lewis, Mamoru Ati. Did I say that right? Yeah, Mamoru. Yeah, yeah. Mamoru. Yeah, uh, Ronnie Del Carmen, Shyla Omi. Wendy McLennan Covey and Catherine O'Hara. I recognize Catherine O'Hara's voice as uh, as Wade's mom, uh, and of course Wendy McLennan Covey from uh, not Super Troopers, Reno Nine One One, Reno Nine One One fame. Mm-hmm. As that she's that big ass cloud. Um, yeah. So this, as stated earlier, this had a budget of two hundred million, and uh, TJ with his trivia win. Um, it is currently at one ninety one point seven million as of today. So you're I think it'll cross the two. It'll cross the two hundred million. <clears throat> I think so too. I think so too. I will say Target has uh, a lot of elemental toys. They have like a whole elemental section. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the initial reviews from this weren't too hot, but I think it's been picking up as other people go see it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've said it before, we touched on it earlier, this is uh, an immigrant story, and it kind of lets you know that from the very beginning. Um, we have uh, these fire uh, people come to be known as Bernie and Cinder, and they're immigrating to Element City, and they go through a similar process as we all know uh, Ellis Island. Um, and this part the second this stuff started, I was like, they're going to dig deep into this. I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This was a movie. I wasn't that excited to see. This was a movie that I, based on the trailers and what little knowledge I had from it, I was like, I kind of know everything this movie is going to try to do. And I was, I ended up being right in some of it, but I didn't know that it was going to hit me the way that it did with regards to this uh, immigration stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think this goes back to the red turning red conversation Mm -hmm. where 
I'm pretty sure there's tons of parents who went taking their kids here and then had to like, I'm not saying every kid, but someone had to explain like, oh, this was representative of X, Y, and Z or like, you know, uh, great grand, great grandma and great grandpa. Like this is what, like they, you know, there's something about that, especially like there's enough first generation millennial parents out there. Yeah. Who are like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I did like my due diligence before taking the kids to it. But I'm just saying like based off of those initial trailers and stuff like that, I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, you know, didn't really, wasn't really jazzed about it. Um, so, yeah, we have these uh, fire elements uh, and it kind of takes us through. They don't speak. Well, I guess. English. Like our equivalent English. Yeah, but it's like they speak like like a fire language or whatever, and, and that's sort of how they're communicating. And we kind of see them uh, go to these different places to try and get like a house. And we see the initial uh, sort of adversarial relationship between fire and water, which is sort of at the keystone or at the cornerstone of this, this whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then they end up finally finding a home they uh, have a, a little daughter and they uh, the, the dad ends up making this uh, shop. And then we see a little bit of the daughter growing up and sort of coming into her own, uh, but also following in her father's footsteps a little bit uh, and opening up the shop for all of the other fire elements, the fire people to sort of come in. And they buy like stuff that they knew from, is it Flame World? Is that what it's called? Like their original uh, kind of land, Flame Land. It's not Flame. Like uh, yeah, it's like it's Fire Land or something. Yeah, Fire Land is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, what we're led to believe, or at least assume, based on Element City, is that the Fire Folk are like low on the totem pole. And then yeah. air folk are way up, water folk are underneath that, and then earth folk. Is that kind of the hierarchy? At least that's what I picked up on it. What did you pick up on that? I honestly, I picked up on um, less of a. I mean, it's it felt like earth and water were just your blue collar people. Yeah. Right. And then air were like your C suite executive type people. Um, but fire was for sure because it was the most uh, they used the term destructive or whatever that they were the most like outcast and them setting up little fire town is like you setting up your your little Italy your Chinatowns your Korea towns your yeah. your your uh, Jamaican corners of cities your like I'm all I all I could think about was I could think of Houston and I could think of Toronto because Toronto has all these little cities. You know, Houston has, like, all those little sections as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, to be honest, Earth and... Earth don't do shit in this movie. And then Air... Air is, like, there's one character. Other than that, it's like, well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the the other characters... Or the other elements, I guess, weren't really <clears throat> explored. And I'm going to say, too, like, the whole movie sort of getting introduced to the world at this point i was like the whole i mentioned earlier like the science fiction i was like i this is a world where it's like okay 
I kind of, I understand what y'all are trying to do, but like, this is kind of weird. It was kind of weird to me. Is all I'm going to say. It was, it was strange. I was like, we have these different elements, but then we also have like, we have water people, but then we have just like water itself. Right. And then we have Mm -hmm. like fire people, but then we have like fire itself. And there's that throwaway line where, because Bernie, uh, Ember's dad, keeps going like, water, water, all this kind of stuff. And and Ember's like, well, he's a water person, not water itself or something like that. So, I don't know. It was kind of mm-hmm. it was kind of weird um, to me, but not too distracting. Yeah, I mean, it. this is one of those moments where I hear what you're saying when you're like, just make the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just make the movie because that is where some of the the message can feel like it's getting a little convoluted. Yeah. Um, because there, there are elements still existing in the world, but it's still like, it's like existing, like goofy exists, but then Pluto does too. Like a mm. dog is still interacting with a dog. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I honestly think it's one of them things where like, if you really try to drill down the logic on this shit, like you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So Absolutely. Just kind of just, just go with it. Um, and as far as the immigrant stuff, I do agree with you that the fire folk are just insert immigrant experience here. And uh, I think that's why they didn't pick us. Like, I think that's why they didn't pick a specific one because it is when using something like the background of New York it is impossible to pick a specific immigrant group without picking an antagonistic specific Mm-hmm. group of people you know what right. i mean right and i think that the the there's a danger in in a kid and family movie by saying like look at i mean it's it's kind of like the issue that we have with zombies in a way like we understand that zombies are standing in for black folk right but also like they're like, but also look at the good people on the other side where, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where with this, because it's elements, there is this idea of like, they already have this perception that they shouldn't mix because of yeah. whatever. Yeah. But now yeah. we see that, like, I it, it it's not a perfect solution, but it's a way to bring up these topics in a way that you can at least then dig deep in. It is a form of sanitizing, absolutely. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, they end up making this shop or the dad ends up making this shop and also carrying like the blue flame. And there's this line where like the blue flame represents like uh, all of our traditions and all of our heritage and stuff like that. And so they got to keep this blue flame uh, burning and stuff. Um, And we see Ember grow up and we see Ember start to uh, take on more responsibility in the shop she ends up like beating her father's time and uh, making deliveries and stuff like that. But Ember's big thing, and it's also set up to believe where it's like Bernie is the ultimate dream is he's going to retire and Ember's going to take over the shop. But Ember's big, Mm -hmm. big crutch is that she loses her temper uh, pretty quickly on customers and stuff like that. And you see her go purple. I thought it was really cute. They have this meter like, Oh, she went she almost went full purple or something like that. that was yeah. Funny. Um, so she loses her shit and she goes off on people and Bernie's like, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, uh, what is it? Breathe, connect, you know, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And she's just unable 
to do that. They have a big sale coming up. What is it? Red Dot Day or some shit like that? Red, Red Dot, Dot Sale. Red Dot Sale. <clears throat> We're going to put red dots on all this kind of shit and everything's going to be a big thing. And Bernie's like, yo, Ember, one final thing. You run Red Dot Sale, like this shop is yours. You know, like you, you know, you got it. And Red Dot Sale shows up. And of course, Ember loses her shit, but she excuses herself this time and she goes down into the cellar, storeroom, whatever, loses her shit. And all of these pipes start bursting and filling up the place with water. Enter Wade, who comes up, sort of manifests out of the water. And I'm going to say right here, we talked about it in the first segment, this goddamn animation, bro. Like the way the fire looks, the way the water looks, like Wade first seeing him materialize out of this water. I mean, it might be recency bias and correct me if it is, but this is some of the best like animation with regards to like things like fire and water that I've ever seen. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay. The fire, like when I heard that, like they used AI to make the fire actually move, I was like, this makes sense because yeah, it would have been a pain. Like, I will say, and this this is the controversial topic. This is how you use AI properly mm-hmm. when it comes to regards mm-hmm. of art, right? It's obviously there's a trained hand behind it. There's an animator setting limits. There's tools to it. I'm pretty. There has to be some interaction with like what's carved away and all the other stuff but i mean we have to think about that they've been using ai to simulate water since like in moana they used ai to simulate water Mm -hmm. um uh because it's all a physics engine which is all a physics engines are it's like using ai anyways um but yeah this is and i think that the water the 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 specificity and clearness of animated water shows up again at the very very end like that water at the very very end, I was like, "No, nah, motherfucker, those are just real water droplets." Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it, it, it all looks so good. And when like so the fire, when like Bernie laughs, you know, he gets that big old like belly laugh, and you see his mouth like it's not, it's not like uh like a black line like symbolizing his mouth and he's doing his thing. Like you see like the fire like part as it would in real life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. make this big old, uh, big old gaping laugh. It's I don't so know. good. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, so Wade ends up, uh, materializing and Wade works for the inspector, the city inspector. And he starts, uh, basically ticking, uh, uh, Bernie shot for all these violations. Um, that he sort of sees ends up clocking like what is it like 30 violations or something we learned that yeah wade was actually inspecting uh, a ring of floods that's going on in the city and he gets sucked in the pipe because ember's tantrum like burst open the pipe sucked his ass in and then he comes up out of this flood and all this kind of stuff and i really love their chemistry off the bat these two uh, actors wade specifically had such a unique cadence to his voice and the Mm -hmm. character of Wade like cries a lot as he's talking. And that's sort of a running gag with these water folk 
that I thought he did a really good job with like balancing the when I'm about to cry and when I'm not and stuff like that. Um, and as Ember's telling him sort of the history of this shop and being like, Oh, my dad's gonna be so mad. This is legacy. He's like, Oh, that's so heartbreaking. You know, <laughs> but he's still like, making, <laughs> he's like, he's like, it sucks. I have to do this to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really great. And honestly, like Wade's, uh, uh, that voice acting is to me when he started talking, I was like, Oh, this is, this is worth the price of admission alone right here. You know what I mean? Cause this is a, what a unique and fresh take on a character. I thought it was really cool. And so Wade's like, sorry, it's my fucking job. I got to go, you know, and Ember ends up chasing him because, oh, he's going to take all these violations up to uh, city city council and they're going to, you know, shut the shop down, essentially. And Wade ends up uh, running off and Ember ends up chasing him. There's this little chase sequence that happens. Would it pass? I love this chase sequence. Would it pass your little amusement park chase sequence thing? It would. And I think okay. part of it is because they they utilize the fact that they're elements really well. So like the way that the city is made, uh, like there's a part where Wade squeezes through the cracks of a wall, right? And then, you know, Ember's like, mm-hmm. bitch, I can too. And so like, you know, like stuff like that. But then I'm thinking about the very end of the chase sequence where Ember uses I forgot what she uses to like make herself she uses some sort of alcohol or something like that to make herself real big in a giant firewall mm-hmm. and she's right bef- she's right behind this like water drainage thing and Wade just goes oh you're gonna hate this and yeah. goes right yeah. underneath yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff was like, really stu- cool yeah stuff yeah. like that I was like okay they really thought about the way that they move in in the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah all the fire water play I thought was really fun. Um, and then we have Wade going to uh, going to the uh, council or whatever, or going to city hall, and he submits the violations. But like at the same time that Ember sort of unburdens her soul and saying all this kind of stuff, and Wade's really affected by it. And Wade's like, "Why? He's like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I already I already sent him, you know. And we gotta we gotta go, uh, you know, plead your case and stuff like that." Uh, to uh, the big this big cloud who um, is oh no they end up going to before they go to the big cloud they end up going to the processing division and it's run by an earth elemental this really old earth, earth elemental and he already uh, processes them and stuff like that the earth folk again like kind of going back to what we talked about like not a whole lot in this really and I'm going to say, mm-hmm. too, the air folk even. I was like, not a lot with the air folk either. And then I found myself asking, what if this movie was just fire and water? You know? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, Yeah, I think that, the again, the reason that they don't want to make it fire and water, it just fire and water, is that there is this idea of a difference between the setting up the dichotomy of individuals who have, quote-unquote, been born there quote-unquote right, air right, quotes right, right, right versus the immigrants right and so yeah. and it makes it too easy to create just a super strict binary mm-hmm. like the fact that there are um that there is a wind person who is not too nice to ember doesn't yeah. make it just like water's the only you know what i mean water's the only bad guy yeah no i get it i get it it's just 
and I think this is where some of the issues with the script sort of reveal themselves for me because it starts to, so they, he ends up pushing the stuff over to, um, you know, higher ups and that higher up is Gail, who is this big cloud and Wade's like, well, let's go to this game. She's really into this. I don't know. Fuck a ball game. I don't know what it's called. Um, it's like blow ball or something. Like something. That. Yeah. And we're going to go, let's go talk to her and all this kind of stuff. And this whole part at this game with these clouds doing this little, kind of back and forth <laughs> i was like what are we doing here man like this seems so you know i don't know it it, it felt odd to me and then basically it results in gail being like yo wade was investigating uh these floods in elemental city if you find the source of the floods and you fix it it's a wash on these violations your dad gets to keep his shop you know this honestly, this when we talk about script, a lot of it, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I could not. I was like, this is the most con- contrived, yeah. trite. Yeah, that's the. This is the thing that I was like, okay. Yeah, this whole okay. all of this stuff about fixing the leak and doing all this kind of stuff, and then talking. I wanted to Gail. none of it. Yeah, because the stuff with. Wade's family and Ember's family was so good and so rich and so layered that when you throw all this other stuff into it, just to make a movie, just to have a narrative that does the A to B, the C to D, it's just like, it kind of cheapens it for me a little bit. And it's like, come on, this is just one of the things Pixar just, just make that movie, man. You know what I mean? Just make that movie. It also forced the problem for me where I was like, okay, I know what the darkest night of the soul is. Right. Right, right. And I, I mean, I know when she's going to hit the fan and when it hits, it still hits. It does. But I was it just really like, does. But I hear you. Yeah. It's like you kind of, you got ahead of it and there's nothing wrong. So with far ahead. ahead. Right. Nothing wrong with getting ahead of a movie. If it, if it follows up on those expectations, but, um, but anyway, so yeah, but then so, it made all their efforts to do everything else. Right, 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 right. I was like, why are you doing this? It doesn't matter. So <laughs> then we kind of have, we, we kind of have a divergence in, um, in narrative here we have um or i guess kind of an a b but they're both related whatever we it, it splits where it's like we have ember dealing with taking over the shop and then we have ember and wade uh trying to find out the source of the leak and then through that we have ember and wade kind of getting to know each other and getting to like each other a little bit and honestly all of this stuff ember and wade um courting each other for lack of a better expression that fucking and if it's real darling let me know that like that oh, song, oh like i love that love that. song yeah yeah all that stuff was so good and my kids bro since watched this movie listen to that shit on repeat so yeah it was um it was it's a love is a good artist really cool. too I didn't know who the fuck they were until until this until this movie. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some. I'll send you some. I'll send you some more bops. But they have this okay. one. They have this one that feels like the millennial anthem. It's like really? modern loneliness. Uh, we're yeah. never alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're never alone, but we're always depressed. And I was like, Jesus, my dude. Wow. <laughs> no, it was it was really cool. So, anyway, so yeah, they end up um, um, agreeing to to you know try to find this stuff um and then they end up 
um, going through all of they end up like sort of investigating and everything like that. And throughout all of this, as they're getting closer together, Wade's starting to get a little more bold, right? And Wade's like, yo, maybe your temper's flaring up because like you're not where you're supposed <laughs> you, to be, you know? Which I was all like, preach, preach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, uh, and, you know, Amber's like, nah, you know, um, you know, you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and shit like that. And they end up kind of coming at, at odds with each other. Um, and this kind of stuff, it's like, again, Wade sort of knowing what makes Ember tick. And then like Ember, um, that part where Ember meets like sort of Wade's family and stuff like that and sort of wows them. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I loved all of that. And I wanted so much more of that. And it was kind of reminiscent of like, that age old, like star cross lovers sort of thing where it's like these two people who shouldn't be together are together. And honestly, bro, like that plot line is timeless. That plot line will never cease to like, you know, engage audiences and stuff. What? Yeah. It felt like a mix between like Amelie and like Moonstruck and like a little bit of guess who's coming to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they end up uh, finding the the leak. They plug it up with uh, uh, sandbags. I think they, it's, it's something. Shitty. Yeah, first they use sandbags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but then there are also a whole bunch of leaks still happening all over. Well, they, they start to use sandbags. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, she does use sandbags yeah, at yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, because sandbags first, then they do the glass later. Um, yeah. So, but there's all these leaks and stuff like that going up uh, all over. Um, but unbeknownst to uh, Ember and Wade. So now we have this major sort of courting sequence between uh, Ember and, and Wade. Um, and then we have, <clears throat> this is where we have Ember meeting Wade's family and v- Wade's family. They're so fun. Like this stuff was really cool. This whole, like th- it's a bunch of water and Amber can't touch it. And Wade's like, takes this floaty chair. Here's this thing. You can go here and all this kind of stuff. And the, 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 the fact that they like built in care to his person. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's like, Oh, let me, let me make this instead of you having to fully come. Let me, how can we bend what we, how yeah, we are yeah. to like fit in your culture and your needs? I was like, yeah, that's like allyship and how to actually be in a relationship with someone who's from a different we, culture. And then we have uh, the no, I agree. And then we have the introduction of uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara's character, uh, Brooke, I think is her name, and Wade's mom, who sort of approaches Ember, and she's like, "I don't know. Do we high five? Do we hug? Like, I don't like. I don't know how to how to react to you." And that to me was representative of like when you meet someone, and I guess we've seen it a lot of times. You mentioned guess who's coming to dinner with like, you know, the white family meeting the the black person for the first time. Like we don't know how to do it. Yeah. But like, I want to be able to make you, I I want you to feel comfortable here. I just don't know how, you know, that's kind of what I got from, from Brooke this whole time. And then the kids, Marco and Polo, which was cute. And that's from the trailers and all this kind of stuff. And they play this game where, Oh, you forget one thing, one thing. This is of note. First non-binary character in a Pixar movie. Wade's little sister. Who's that? Lake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, and, and see, this is the way to do it. They're like, and here they are. And like, this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is uh, my little sibling, Lake, and they're, and they're, and I was just all like, oh. Yeah. 
dope. And I was like, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. This is how you mm-hmm. do it. And they end up playing this game where they <laughs> try to make the other person cry. It's and so I was good. watching this and I'm like, this is good. But then when it comes back later at the moment that we talked about earlier, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Anyway, so um, they they play this game and, and uh, I think Brooke and was it Brooke and her brother's plan? Because Wade's dad is uh, has moved on at this point. Um, yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He hasn't moved on. He died. Look, when people die, I like to say they moved on. Is that all right with weak. you? Weak. No. You say weak? <laughs> you just living that NACL life, aren't you? You <laughs> Any which that way. Nicole, Any that knackle way. life. <laughs> Any which way. Uh, so they're playing this game where they try to make the person cry. And uh, Brooke ends up playing it with, is it is it Wade's uncle, Wade's brother? I'm fuzzy on that. Wade's, it's, it's Wade's uncle. Wade's uncle. Um, and then Wade ends up playing it with Ember. And Ember's like, I haven't cried since, Ever. since she was a twinkle in your daddy's eye or some shit like that. I don't know. She <laughs> says something. And, you know, she's like, I, I've never cried. Uh, and Wade's like, um, he starts saying like, butter, what does he say? Like, uh, uh, oh no, my favorite. He goes, Butterfly, windshield wiper, half a butterfly. Dude, I lost my shit. <laughs> I started laughing so hard at that. And both of my kids looked at me and they're like, like kind of that look on their face, like, what the hell are you laughing at? You know, like, what's so funny about yeah. that? You're like, you'll learn. Yeah. So he says, Butterfly, windshield wiper, half a butterfly. And he starts saying all this stuff. Like, you know, old man uh, talking about, like, deathbed, love is life, everything like that. And he ends up saying something about, oh, I can't remember the words. I know what happens in her eyes, but I can't remember the exact words. He's basically words. like, I've, he's like, since the moment I've met you, you changed something. Like, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of goes into her eyes a little bit, and we kind of see all this, like, you know, uh, different sort of animated stuff with her and going through all of her life and everything. And then we see come coming out, and then she cries, and it's like this cool, like, lava magma kind of stuff. Um, and they're all, you know, the whole family's like over the moon, and oh man, this is, you know, this is, uh, um, so great and stuff like that. And then um, we also have, um, oh, this was the other one where they're at dinner and the uncle breaks the vase and then she molds, she makes it again with like her fire powers and stuff. And then she's like, oh, I have a, I have a Ember original, which she says. So Brooke's holding on this, onto this mm-hmm. vase and she ends up giving her, she's like, I really like her and stuff like that. And she kind of like offers her a job, right? She's like, hey, you know what I mean? There's like, um, there's someone who, you know, really wants, you know, would love to see more of this art and stuff like that. So I was, it was I know really someone cool. at the number one glass company in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this yeah. kind of stuff. And Ember's like, man. Oh, yeah, and all the while, Ember's mama's outside trying to chase her down because she knows that she's running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say it about Ember's mom. So Ember's mom does this thing at the fireplace at Bernie's business where she like smells the smoke love on, on, on people and stuff like that. And it's tip it's, it's with fire folk. And she's like, you touch these two burners and I smell and see if it's true love. And she smells true love on Ember and everything. Uh, and then she ends up, yeah, like you say, sculping them out and uh, ends up sort of finding out what's going on. So Ember's mom, discovers that ember is 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 running around with uh with the water person 
uh, and everything. So, um, and then we have this. Okay, so this is where this next part is where I was like, if this movie does what I think it's gonna do, I'm I'm done for. And it is when Bernie, when Ember comes back and Bernie is saying, yo, I'm retiring in two days. And this shop is going to be yours, like, for real, for real. And he shows her the Ember's fireplace sign that he got. And mm-hmm. then he tells the story of him leaving uh, leaving his homeland. And how he did that. He, he's like, and I did this bow. You know what I mean? To, to my dad. And it's the biggest. I'm getting fucking. I'm getting fucking choked. I'm just, just uh, for real. I'm getting fucking choked. Just yeah. thinking about. It. And he's like, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the grandest gesture, right? Any any fire person can do. And his dad didn't do it back. And he's like, I've carried this burden. Fuck, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> and he's like, I've carried this burden my whole life. And. And the pain that's there, you know what I mean? And and he goes back up, and Ember's like, "Oh fuck," you know, because at that and right point, before he leaves, he says, "I'm so lucky to have you." Because we know now, like Ember, yo, this isn't what she wants to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Like this is why she keeps having those flare ups and stuff like that. And then she's sitting there, like just looking at this sign. That lights up and she's pressing it on and off, you know, on and off. Coming from and hearing all the stories of my great-grandfather, right, who immigrated from Italy. And it it was kind of like similar stuff. And I feel that if my grandfather watched this movie, my grandfather would have been a goddamn puddle. You know, because there's just a lot of stuff there. And then we have another sequence. So this... At this point, this movie had me. You know what I mean? I I was like, as far as this stuff is concerned, you can do no wrong. And then we have this part where um, she ends up meeting up with Wade and then Gale. And there's this Visteria. So it's essentially the Ellis Island that was flooded, you know, a long time ago. And she was, so she was never allowed to see it, never able to go see it. And when Gale makes that, air bubble that she can get inside mm-hmm. and Wade pushes around and seeing all this stuff, you know, like then I was, I was, I was fucking choked up again because I remember going to Ellis Island and seeing my, my great grandfather's fucking signature on that goddamn book. And mm-hmm. just like, just a flood of emotions there and taking us through and the music I thought really paired with it's the city. Great. Yeah. And she's kind of going through all of these flooded, like destroyed, like just this um, huge part of, of this city's history was just, and this is where I was like, this is so cool. Yes. Pixar make, make that movie, right. That we talk about, but also it is so cool seeing this through a fire girl and a bubble being pushed by a water boy. Uh, and I, I mean, uh, but you know, it's funny, but it, I think that that is where it gets difficult. Uh, and the reason it gets difficult is because we, 
are able to imprint our own lived experiences on these elements, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where you and I both tell our young writers all the time, like, the specific can be universal, right? Yeah. But then Pixar does this thing where they try to make the universal specific, which I think is the difficulty of where sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. Um, as I so like truthfully, I read some reviews of this movie after I didn't read any before I went. I knew that some people were like Marilyn. I read some after, and I was like, "Oh, that's because these motherfuckers didn't have anything specific to plug into this universal mm-hmm. vessel, right? The story right. itself isn't universal. The people who are carrying the story are supposed to be universal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was in line to take over the family business that my dad currently still runs he's about to i think sell it off and i remember my dad telling me he was like because i i would go work with him and stuff like that and he was like you're not doing this you know he's like you're Mm. he's like there's no he's like there's no security in this you know there's no i don't have retirement you know i don't have i don't have anything he's like you're not doing this he's like i won't let you do this you know he's like you're going to college and I'm a first generation college, you know, I was, I was the first person to go to college in my family. And he was like, you're going to be the first one to do that. And, and then to hear, to know that like his grand, his dad kind of did the same thing with his grandfather. I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it just got me. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, then we have, this next segment and it's like talk about the animation with this too when bernie and wade realize that they can touch and like wade like oh. sort of convinces her like ember ember and ember and wade, oh yeah ember yeah, ember and wade i'm sorry <laughs> bernie uh, mary yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd like to see a bernie wade a bernie wade love story in this but yeah so ember and wade uh realize that they can touch because wade is like convincing Ember, like he'll just try you know and bro like the boiling water and the steam and like they can touch and they can dance and they're underneath that bridge and the backdrop of element city and a little bit of steam coming up just like like picturesque shit you know really really cool stuff but then as things go up things also must uh come down we then have um ember uh realizing that yo i need to take over this family business because like because of what it means to my dad you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we also have Ember's mom knowing about uh, uh, Ember and and Wade and all this kind of stuff. Um, and there's this deep right prejudice with fire and water specifically. And Ember basically tells Wade to fuck off. Um, this this is the one moment in this movie that I was all like, knowing that Wade was voiced by a black person, I was like, mm-hmm. uh. I don't think this conversation will go down this way because Wade's basically like, just tell your parents they'll understand. And yeah. Ember's like, no, they won't. And Wade's like, why can't you? And I was like, if that don't sound like, you know, old old Billy Joe down the street talking, talking right. to, like, <laughs> I, I was all like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. just cultural differences. You can't always just be like, no. I mean, yeah. you know, honestly, what I think about is another another equivalent is some families just like don't talk about sex right mm-hmm. and some families do and sometimes people are like oh no just tell your parents and no nah, nah, I, mm. I i can't do that like yeah. i can't do that 
congratulations on you being able to do that. But that's not something I can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, she ends up leaving and then she's about to take over um, the fireplace. And well, like, and again, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but um, Bernie's, he has this whole show. Oh, yeah. And then Wade shows up and he's like, I can think there are other reasons or whatever. Like there are other reasons. Well, we should, I can think of a million reasons we shouldn't be together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So this is, this part's funny. So in the back, I didn't know that there was some dude who was in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Who was feeling it? And Wade shows up. He says, "I can think of a million reasons why we shouldn't be together." And this dude says, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. I mean, I love it when that shit happens. You know, he's like, "What are you doing?" And yeah. then you know, Wade goes through his whole thing. He's like, "We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't yeah. do this." Yeah. And then he's all like. When we touched and everyone gasped, and dude's like, "Bro, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." So he does, he does, he does this whole rigmarole, of course, you know, uh, ousting the whole, you know, spilling the beans right in front of everybody, including Bernie, who gets furious, decides not to retire, and basically, wait, so him. one more. So when Wade says, "Yeah, you know." when you blew the pipes because you were so mad and Bernie's like, you did this? The dude in the back was like, damn, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was funny. Part of it cut the tension. But he was like, damn, bro. Like, (laughs) shit, you have to blow up a spot. Blew up her entire spot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, every. (laughs) <laughs> the whole time what are you doing uh, i want to i, I want to talk to the get call, see if you can find the find the information on that guy i want to get him i'll, I'll just phone. show up at 10 45 in the yeah. morning for another yeah. movie on a tuesday yeah yeah i'd love what to get that guy doing? on the show <laughs> yes so yeah blows up blows up everything and um bernie's like i'm not retiring you know this kind of stuff like this is, you know, whatever. And then um, uh, we also have the crack that was repaired by the glass. Do you remember that? Because we sure as fuck don't. Yeah. It comes back to the to the glass and all the water sort of starts starts breaking through. Um, and yeah, the, the, again, this is one of those things where it's like this is just in here. This is this is purely a plot device. You know what I mean? Like, what? So there, there's a couple things about this. One is that we have. This is going to be really political, and I apologize, but we have to look at the fact that the fire people are living in a part of town that was uninhabited and run down and stuff like that, and they built it up, and right? They got the water and then there's just a yeah. yeah, and then there's like a whole public works that is just ignoring the problems, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know, Wade's like, here's a problem, and what does Gail said? Gail says like, a crew's not going to get down there, right? right. Which right. is then saying like, okay, the plight of these people is not worth the time and the benefit from like there is this whole like social political part that's playing in with the location of them Mm -hmm. right and the way that they lived in a lower abandoned part of the city um and honestly i i'm gonna be for real real i had a visceral reaction when the glass broke did you really because it reminded me of the images of the levees breaking in katrina 
mm-hmm. how these levees had just been patched over by a city who didn't care about the lower night. Yeah. And then it was being like, I was just like, Oh, mm-hmm. and the way that it was flooding. I, I had a very real reaction and then seeing these buildings be destroyed by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't, I guess it's kind of hard not to make that connection when you see, right, a dam breaking. It's yeah, yeah, like it's near impossible. That's just kind of how it is. I, I, I had, I had some family that was fucked up by that too. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, as far as like this stuff, I felt like going back to it. I don't know. It's like. I feel like the set. I feel like the payoff was what this, it needed to be. Yeah, and it all goes back to the setup. Is the setup was too convenient, right? And ultimately, and I remember getting ahead of this movie whenever they patched it up with the sandbags and it started messing up. I was like, okay, I've seen enough movies to know they're going to do something else, and that's mm-hmm. not going to work. And then it's ultimately going to result in one of these two people. Fire water gots to go, you know, and mm-hmm. that's ultimately where we got. Um, we have the glass breaking and the water going through, and it gets like pretty harrowing, you know what I mean? Amber's going through it all does. this stuff, she's like, Yo, get out of here, you know what I mean? Like, get in there, and all this kind of stuff, get to higher ground, yeah, and yeah, yeah. also, like, that language, also, I was like. You know, people own roofs for wheat. Like, I was yeah. just like, this is all yeah. <laughs> So, and then the water uh, goes through uh, the fireplace and messes everything up. Um, and then Ember's trying to go save that blue flame, right? Because that blue flame represents all their all of their tradition, all their heritage and shit like that. And then she ends up going in there. Wade shows up uh, through the water. Uh, and ultimately it results in uh, Wade saving the blue flame, but because they're trapped in the back room, it's the same, isn't it's the same room where uh, her mom does With the, the love stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she ends up doing that. Oh, there's a really cool reading that she does with Wade and, uh, and Ember where like Wade, like has Ember like shine the light through his belly and it blows the stuff. Anyway, I, I thought that was a really cool part. Um, Cause it kind of, showcases like you know we don't have to operate the exact same way that this stuff has been has been going for for as long as you've known it um mm-hmm. regardless uh so they're in this room and they try to break out the top but it crumbles down and they can't get out here and again it's one of those things where it's like if ember if one of them breaks out the other one's fucked basically because yeah. if if ember breaks it breaks out to where uh, they can both get out or breaks open the door, then she's extinguished and Wade is still alive. Um, and then if Ember just stays there, Wade is going to evaporate. Um, and this is another part that didn't didn't reach into... God, man, here I fucking go again. That didn't reach into like... like that immigrant sort of side, but just sort of realizing that like someone gave you the life that you've always wanted to live. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause he's like, it's okay. You know what I mean? He's like, you've, he kind of accepts his fate 
in the same way that the toys accepted their fate in Toy Story three, and then yeah. they end he's up. Like, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's like he's like yo, you gave me like I never imagined this would happen, and I think it's because it. I mean, it's it's a number of things, but mainly at the forefront, it's the animation and the voice acting um, that just really sold this moment for me. And then when it cuts to black and they open it, you know, and uh, Bernie and Cinder are there and she's just kind of Amber's just there holding the blue flame, but like cradling and stuff. Oh fuck man. And then she's like, I loved him and she hugs her dad and she's like, she admits to him, like, I don't want to do this. I know it's your dream, but it's not mine. And then he's like, this was never my dream. You were the dream. I was like, come on, like, stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, like, I that's the line that up. they wrote first. That's the line they wrote first. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. That's that motif, right? Like, let's get this line. And how do we make it work up to that? This was, I was like waterworks. You know what I mean? And trying to trying to keep it cool in front of my kids and stuff like that because we have a movie that did the two-pronged approach. We have the immigrant stuff and we have that father-daughter stuff. Right? That Bro, just, this is where I was crying too. So yeah. I got a little I got a little snot nose behind me. Happy is happy Wade's dead. A little mm. snot nose behind me was like, Yeah, he died. And I'm up here crying. I was just like, I oh, wanna go back man. and Yeah. I'm not gonna hit a kid, obviously. But like I was, I was in my, I was in my feelings. I was in a in a place. Yeah, I was like, boy, if you don't shut up. No, it was dude. Like the last like fifteen minutes of this movie, ten minutes of this movie, however long it was. So good. so good. And so, uh, yeah. And then they end up hearing like a oh, like in, in a little thing. <laughs> And it's Wade crying, and then she goes in and she starts saying all the shit that they that they said during the game, you know, and, and making him all that kind of stuff. And then she opens up to him, you know, and then he starts crying. And then Bernie says something, you know, sad, and and everyone's saying something sad, and it gets him to cry enough, kind of sweat out from this from these from these and bricks. These water effects are the best water effects I've oh, ever seen absolutely. in an animated movie. Period. Absolutely, like 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 you said earlier, I was like, this is real water. You know what I mean? Like this is this is this is some some next level shit. So he ends up manifesting out of this little barrel, you know, and he's he, or this bucket, and he's crying and stuff like that. They end up going off. Ember ends up taking on this other opportunity, and she ends up leaving. And this was it, bro. This whenever Wade and Ember leave, and she ends up doing that bow to her dad. And I was like, I, and, I, and I and I texted you about this, and I was in the theater, and I was like, if she bows, like it's over for me, like this, it's a wrap, you know. Yeah, and I was she, sitting there the whole time, just like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and she bowed, and then when in his reaction, like this, like I'm getting choked up, but I also got to keep my cool, you know what I mean? And then he bows back. Man, the the, so the fact that he was like he, the fact that he was like I'm old mm-hmm. like you know he take he puts the stuff down he like slowly gets down to yeah. his knee he like groans a little yeah. bit I was like oh, that's what got me yeah and I've never had a movie fuck with me like that where it's like I'm crying about my I'm crying about me as a descendant 
of these of of, of immigrants of, of these Italian immigrants and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm also crying about me as a parent. And I'm just like this. I I got to get the fuck out of this theater. This is the you know what I mean. And so, and so we ended up watching uh, the end. That well, it's not like end credits, but it's like a little sort of thing, kind of a little you know, little, little vignette little about like yeah yeah. And then um, yeah, that's that's elemental. Oh, and the last image you see before the the actual credits start rolling is Ember and uh, and uh, Bernie uh, hugging, which I thought was really cool. So. Um, well, well, the last thing you see, so like, remember the movie opens with uh, an image of Bernie and his wife stepping onto a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last image you see is Ember stepping onto the boat. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about I, like the the little oh. 2D animated stuff at the. Oh yeah, the 2D animated stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the very, but I was just like, that's slick. Mm-hmm. That's so slick. I thought yeah, it, I thought it was great. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the the stepping off, the stepping off. And yeah, that's elemental. Look, I mean, there's some stuff in this movie that was unnecessary. There's some stuff in this movie that this movie's like a it's like a casserole that like some of the stuff you can do without, but it's like lasagna with eggs in it. Like who the I didn't need fuck the is doing that? I've had it. Don't hang out with them people anymore. Um, so yes, it's, it's like lasagna with, with eggs. This movie gets, uh, gets an eight out of 10 for me. Um, you know, I think there was a, a large portion of this movie, not a large portion, but a big enough of a portion of this movie for me was like, I can do without all of this stuff. Um, but the stuff that really, really worked um worked immensely i do think that we did not get enough of the other elements and again mm-hmm. i i don't know if that's a script problem tj or if that's just a just an issue with the idea itself and it's like yo we can't we can't have you know what i mean like this story work with this larger universe this larger world that we've created um so i don't know i mean maybe there's more to be explored with the earth folk who seemed kind of like like lower middle class to be they seemed yeah they were working yeah 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 so i mean i don't know um but the animation's really great i do think that this is something that you could probably watch at home and be and be fine. I don't think there's anything in your rush out to theater and go see. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And again, I mean, this is a movie that really got to me. And if, and if, you know, anything you've said or anything, sorry, we've said resonates with you, it's going to get to you too. So be ready. Yeah. I'm going to give the, I'm also going to give this movie an eight out of 10. Um, I expected to, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I wasn't expecting to like it. Uh, and it's, I think it's because of like where I do read initial reviews and stuff like that. I tend to agree with those people, but I think that for me, there was enough stuff there that spoke to a the social political nature of an immigrant or a, of a group of people that are othered in a big city, mm-hmm. right? 
there was enough there to speak to the fact, I mean, like, I'm in an interracial relationship, right? There's enough there to speak about, like, what does it mean to step into someone else's house or space that doesn't represent a culture that is yours and to, like, have care and understanding for that person and, like, go out of your way. It's not even go out of your way, but do the decent thing to be like, how can we accommodate you? It's not about you bending to us, right? Um, There is that thing also about, like, the expectations of family, right? Like going into theater, one of the first things is like my family's like money though, right? My mom's like, I didn't move to the suburbs so that way you could like not make money. Like I didn't leave, like I didn't work this hard to do all these things. Um, And, you know, my great grandmother, I don't know if you know this, my great grandmother, she lived to be a, uh, a hundred, I think she lived to be a hundred. Her first job was straight up picking cotton, like straight up. And so like, you know, my mom's like a lot of times she's like, my grandma didn't do this for you to do. You know what I mean? Didn't yeah. do this for you to be up here acting a damn fool. Uh, but the, that realization, that line, you are, you were the dream. You are the, you were, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I was up there crying too. And it was unexpected. I think that, this is going to be controversial. Not controversial. This should have been like a six episode, six or six or eight episode Disney plus thing. Yeah. Be a lot better than secret invasion. Wouldn't it? You watch it. Um, now. <laughs> you sit on it. No, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think that I could have done with a lot more of the Wade Ember um, courting and and hanging out with each other and learning each other that a movie just didn't it didn't do it. They just didn't have the the room. Yeah, and so but then it's like I don't know. There would have been, it, I don't know. I could see it being like a solid six episode, like limited sort of series. Yeah. When are those coming? Let, let's well, get Pixar some... is actually Pixar is actually doing their first animated show. Okay. Is it like a limited series thing? I don't know, but it's about like little league baseball, so that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so yeah. Overall, like eight out of ten. I thought it's better than what I expected. I think it's definitely one of those movies. You know what? It falls in line with me with um, Up, Luca, and Inside Out, where it's like, I, obviously, I think kids will enjoy it. I think that they'll get more out of it the older they get. I agree. But that's Pixar movies in general. Mm-hmm. So we were walking out and my daughter, who is about to be nine, um, well, in a month, so maybe not about to be, but whatever, uh, she was really talkative about it afterwards. And my son, who's, you know, five, you know, going on six, was not so much. Right. Compared to how talkative he was after we went and saw across the Spider Verse, so I think there, there's right. clear it's it's you know not that it hasn't already, but Pixar showed its cards with regards to like 
you know, not everyone's gonna gonna pick up what we're putting down with this. What well, I think Pixar has been okay with that for a minute. Oh, that no, that, I agree. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. th- this is another one of those Pixar movies where it's like, you know. And and yeah, I think you know, my daughter liked it more than my son did, because mm-hmm. she was able to understand some of the other things that this movie was trying to talk about. Because you look back to like a Bug's Life, you know what I mean? A Bug's Life was like a, a shot at like you know corporate America and capitalism and stuff like that, uh, right? But fuck, we weren't picking up on that. We were just like, man, I did until man. you said that. I was just like. <laughs> I was just like, it was. What? Yeah, it? we were like, man, these grasshoppers are a bunch of assholes. You know what I mean? It's like, that. and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's your boss. It's your so, boss. So, but when you think about, like, think about that kind of Pixar movie mm-hmm. to inject that stuff on the sly and more, more so retroactively compared to something like this, where it's like, no, this is another layer to this movie. Where like. Yeah, you you don't have to pick up on it, but you're not going to enjoy this movie as much if you don't. Disney and Pixar be on some other shit sometimes. Now, I will say, DreamWorks is catching up. So a Sony animated picture is catching up, but you know, yeah, no. We'll see what happens. I think that new Trolls movie looks good. The new Trolls movie does look good. I'm also curious about that. Uh, Teenage Kraken movie, that's gonna Ugh. be a streaming. That's gonna be yeah. a streaming thing. But sorry, y'all who are really interested in us watching Kraken in the theater. I I, I don't have any interest in 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 going not in the theater, yeah. not in the theater. But yeah. I, I'm interested to see what it does. Mm. But hey, that's not what we're here about. Nope. We're here to thank you for listening to our episode on Elemental. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. As always. You can give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, great. Four stars, excellent. Three stars or below. We'll just throw you into a body of water and have the water take care of you, I guess. Like, we'll just have them drown you. You'll That's sleep. really... You'll sleep. Man, sleep with the yeah, your stuff's getting dark, bro. You need to... <laughs> you need I'll, I'll pull it back up. Else. Yeah, you need to come with something uh, but I do want to say to all of our fans who are listening on Stitcher, which I know there are some of you, I understand that the app is ceasing to update its service at the end of August. Look, don't leave us behind because your favorite app going kaput. Find us somewhere else. We're here. We're everywhere. And if we ain't somewhere that you want us to be, you let us know. You email us at grownmenwks.gmail.com. You see what I did there? I looped it back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to leave us a message, hit the leave a voice message thing in the show notes. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Look, we're getting true confessions. We've been shitty about Facebook and Instagram. We're getting better. We had a talk. We had to come to Jesus with each other, and <laughs> we, we'll we'll be we'll be posting more. So go ahead, engage, engage. Um, yeah, as the summer goes along, please make sure you take care of each other. You stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And I will catch, we will catch you later. I ain't going to catch you by myself. We both going to catch you. I ain't going to, you fall, you fall your ass flat. Jordan, I have a question for you. What's that? Um, what element do you think you are in this movie? Oh, in this movie? Yeah. Um. No, how about this? You, you tell me what I am and I'll tell you what you are. 
I think you're Earth. What? Continue. Why? I don't know. I just think, you know, like you're... Brown? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I just think, I don't know, you're, you, you kind of give off, give off earth, earth vibes. No, I think you are. Uh, I think that you are. Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes. <laughs>